Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are going to talk about polyamorous relationships and why you should consider having one. We're going to cover that topic. I know, I know, I know, I know. People are set on fire with that. Uh-oh. Yes, yes, yes. But first, we're going to go into a little bit, a little history, so we can talk and understand what polyamorous is, because a lot of times in polygamy, there's, there's big differences. So we're going to just talk about that. But polygamy takes place when one person is married to more than one partner. Okay, and polyamorous or polyamory tends to encompass or has a broader range of people involved with one another. Equality is the key component in the polyculture community. So it would sometimes be one couple and another couple sharing, but polygamy deals with one person married to multiple people. Now that is illegal in the United States of America. They don't, they usually don't allow you to be married, legally married to more than one person at one time. But when you are in a polyamorous relationship, you can have multiple partners, meaning that you've created this unit together and it's understood. So you can, and even in um, polyamorous relationships, you there's usually three specific forms. The first form is polygamy. I hope I'm saying it right. It's P-O-L-Y-P. Polygamy. No, no, no. I didn't finish. P-O-L-Y-G-Y-N-Y. N-Y which is where a man has multiple wives. And then there's polyandry, where a woman can have multiple husbands. Ooh, so they have have gender-specific names for men and women. Exactly, within it, okay? But they're usually, they call them wives or husbands. And then there's a third group, which is group marriage where the family unit consists of multiple husbands multiple wives all of legal age so when you are going in the poly community you can have it these different ways these are the three different levels that you can have but all of it is usually of legal age and you're not technically all legally married you could probably have one couple that is married or a couple of couples and then you decide to swap or, or exchange and that's an understanding. But usually the, the male or female that has multiple uh, husbands or wives is you could be married to one person and then they have additional husbands or wives. That's usually the concept. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because there are women who are do do have multiple husbands. It's not as common as the men who will have multiple women, meaning a lot of times lately we have been seeing an, an increase 
where you see couples, it'll be one main couple and then they'll get a, a, a second person or a third person that would join. And then sometimes a fourth or a fifth if they're all agreed upon. But now you, you're starting to see more women who will take on multiple husbands. Like she could have maybe a main husband, but then, you know, have most people would commonly call it this is her side boot. Her side boot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're all you're all under one roof or you all have an understanding that you share that main person. Okay. Yeah. So um that's why that's but those are that's uh, the difference between polygamy and polyamorous with different levels in the poly community. So now we're going to get to the good stuff. The good stuff. Why should you consider a polyamorous relationship? Cuz there's a big controversy saying that monogamy is not working for people. And it's not working for relationships because uh, so many people invest years and time and months in a relationship and they're not getting a return. So it's like a bad investment. I mean, because, you know, we're starting to see it more and more. You'll see people there together for 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years and then decide they no longer want to be together. And there's a big loss. The family unit has changed. Um, financial housing issues occur. So the idea is you wouldn't invest. Like people who are av- true advocates for polyamorous relationships would say, if you when you have your money, you don't invest all your money in one item. If you choose to invest, right? So why would you do that? Why would you invest all your emotions and everything in one person? Wow. Because, yeah, that that's one way of looking at it. And, you know, there, there can be true arguments because when you're looking for someone in a monogamous relationship, you really, it's very important that you know exactly what you want. How I see it or is that the biggest problem with monogamous relationships is, and why they don't last is because people have no clues what they want or they're not truthful to themselves or the other person. Whereas if you're in, uh, this could be another argument, when you're in a polyamorous relationship, you get to tap into all those different sides. Meaning, you know, let's say you you really love this person, but he doesn't like to go, he doesn't like to travel. He's a homebody. He wants to stay home. But now you get someone else and they like to travel. They like to go out. They like to, to party, you know, but your first partner doesn't like to do that. Well, yeah. And what do you think about that? That's what you love. Well, you know, I think I think this is very um for this time. Um this is still very new. Mm-hmm. And I really find that in the in the latter the last 3 to 5 years people are questioning whether monogamy does work for them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think this is still a new thing. And like, like we had mentioned before on previous shows about, you know, polyamorous. Because what you just described, I really would like to know about that one with the women got multiple husbands. Because, you know... <laughs> What would you like to know? <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking like to of myself. <clears throat> you know, in the United States, we're so, you know, we're still a patriarchal society. And a lot of times when you talk mm-hmm. about a man having multiple wives, we're thinking of the Mormons. You know what I mean? Because in Mormon culture, the men practice that. They practice mm-hmm. having multiple wives. But mm-hmm. I have not heard here in the United States of a woman having multiple husbands. And that is something interesting. And I, I would like to know, where is that practice? Um, well, be- um, sorry, I apologize. But there is one case. I I did not uh, get her name, but it, it is a black woman who has multiple partners. And I believe she lives in Maryland. Wow. Yeah. She And they both live under the same roof. She has her husband. And then she has um, what she calls a boyfriend. Wow. And she actually, they actually discussed her getting another boyfriend. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean... Really? Obviously, wow. yeah, really. Um, obviously, she has enough energy, um, or a whatever, to satisfy and keep all these people in engaged because they all, you know, none. Of, the boyfriend was very happy with it. He was happy with it. He said he he feels complete. You know, wow. there's no dishonesty, um, and you know. He says it's not like she doesn't encourage, like, you know, she did say, oh, you know, are you interested in someone else or whatever? And he, he, he even discussed that, you know, there was times that he would go date with other people, but he still came back to her. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I mean, we see, I think what it is is most of us are not used to hearing that. Like you said, we are a patriarchal society and we are used to men being the dominant one. Right. And the man actually being the one who, in, in essence, he's actually satisfying all these, actually satisfying all these women. And I, and the, the belief, we're going to say the belief is that he is actually satisfying all of them sexually. So, um, we should also have, you know, assume or what we believe is that he's in good physical health. Now, what if he's not? Because as as men get older, we discussed in previous podcasts, men suffer from angioboles. So they have a drop in testosterone. So if, if this is a man and he has, let's say he has three women, okay, you have three women and if they're all of the same age, if they're all different ages, you're going to deal with different sex drives. The sex right. drive on a 20-year-old is going to be totally different than a sex drive on a 40-year-old That's or a 30-year-old. So he has to be able to satisfy. Whereas women um, usually don't have that problem. And the likelihood of them being able to satisfy multiple partners is much higher. Because they don't have. 
that's no, interesting that's, go ahead. because of the fact that you know this society at least here in the united states they always focus on the man and his prowess but mm-hmm. the real secret weapon is the woman because a lot of times women as we get older i think our sexual prowess goes up um mm-hmm. we may not um some women are very active and some are not as active, but that doesn't mean that their sexual drive is low. You know what I mean? Um, what? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I could see, you know, I could see you saying that because, you know, I feel to me we're in our prime. After we, you know, had the kids and, you know, we've been wives and or whatever, and mm-hmm. the kids are grown. That doesn't mean the drive is dead. But I think no. sometimes as women, <clears throat> we condition ourselves. Um, and I do believe this. Sometimes we do condition ourselves to think that we're out the, um, we're out the game when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of that sometimes is more associated with a lot of times if women have a lot of children or multiple children. Um, usually the more children a woman may have, the more she's prone to pull away from sex, you know, and not see her as this sexual being. Whereas the less children you have, the more you may, or if you have none, the more you are likely to engage. And like you said, um, it is true, or it can be true for a lot of women that once they do um, go past menopause and it, all these things all these things <clears throat> excuse me all these things depend on health yes if you are if you are if you are fairly healthy I'm not going to say 100% healthy but if you um, take decent care of your body you will still have a sex you can still have a sex drive after menopause not to mention there's a lot of herbs and roots that you can take like maca is one that would help the sex drive and also help with pms and um menopause um there's another tanga ali yeah tanga ali is another one that helps with sex drive so there's this is a lot of things that you can do with um helping to increase your sex drive but like you said most of us most people are not conditioned to think that women are still sexual creatures. I mean, even if we listen to this administration when they were talking at one point about the um, um, universal health care, you know, a couple of the senators or Congress people were talking about women shouldn't have a pap smear after 50 because they don't have sex. Like, I don't know what idiot thought of that. So you're right. Um, Unfortunately, society, and and I wouldn't even suggest saying the United States, men outside of the United States, all over the world, men are known for their sexual prowess, but a lot of men are not taking care of themselves. And we see that in younger generations. You know, the younger generation are popping pills more, they're taking more drugs, they're staying up late, drinking, smoking, all these different things. They don't exercise. You know, the invention of cell phones and, um, you know, laptops has made a lot of people very stationary. So your your mobility, no matter how minute it is, is important. Like if you take walks, little jogs or something, that helps. So, 
So yeah. So when you talk about a woman having, mm-hmm. mo- you know, multiple partners, which I do believe does exist, it's just mm-hmm. that we don't hear about it, you know, um, as much. But it's interesting you sp- you speak about that because I have went. Um, I don't know if I told you before that in Brooklyn every year, uh, Dan Savage has this thing called Hump, right? And it's a movie that talks about all these different types of relationships, gay and straight, that people have. And one woman, it was an older woman, and she, I think she was an Asian woman, and she had multiple male partners. So she was mm-hmm. having a polyamorous relationship, and the way she talked about it, um, because she said she was monogamous, but it didn't work for her. So she um, hooked up with other men and they seem to get along with each other and they have um, group sex, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they're all enjoying each other, meaning enjoying her. (laughs) And she said she loves it. Well, yeah, that, that 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 can happen because, like I said, most of the times people are stuck on. You know, we're all conditioned to, you know, pick one person and be with that person and, and see. Um, usually in the United States and, and in a lot of religions, but not all religions. So a lot of times it's it's like you said, it, it's the priority on the man, and but it's rare that we see women that way. But there are there are a lot of women throughout history um, who are able to um, handle or would prefer that. And a lot of times, you know, you could have quite a few women that are in these um, polyamorous relationships where they have multiple male partners, but they're not as obvious with it. You know, some of the partners could live with them and they may not live with right. them as opposed to when a man is in a polyamorous relationship it's more blatant yes, you know sir. it's more in your face yes. like you know uh, I think not too long ago on my my feed on Instagram there was this man who got all six of his wives pregnant at the same time wow. you know so it's, it's things like that things that promote um, promote um, man, male prowess like that. Mm-hmm. Women are not seen as that. Most of the time, women are defined as these. You know, once you get past a certain age, you're like yeah. this old hag or right. something. Right. Or you matronly. Yeah. Right. You're matronly. You, you all your kids take care of the grandkids and 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 make sure the wife knows how to take care of her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, you never see. Be, oh, and then even when women are, you know, uh, exude their their prowess, they're seen as cougars. Right. Like they're labeled as a cougar. Whereas if a man is, gets multiple women, oh, you know, he's a player. He's a man. He's a real man. Right. But if a woman does it, she's a cougar. Right. Like, okay, why does why does she have to like like she's preying on this innocent person? Right. Like, why do you choose that? Hence, you know, you know I E Jada Pinkett <laughs> and um. Oh what's the God, brother, yeah, what was the brother's was name? Austin. Austin. 
Yeah. Alcina or something like that. Right. August. I just say August. August Alcina. Right. Whatever. Right. And that was a consensual relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was done within the marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that to me was polyamorous. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as her relationship was concerned. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. they made Jada seem like, you know what I'm saying? Um, A lot of people got mad at her. And I'm like, why you get mad at her? (laughs) You know, because because he was so young. I think they were focused so much more on his age, which I I feel was very unfair. Right. Because you have plenty of men who date women that age and younger. That's right. You know, 18. I mean, you know, R. Kelly was known to. you know, someone was teasing him that he was dating this girl who was like 22 years old. And the songs that he were made, he made that were, you know, classics are older than she is. Yeah. They weren't even around when she was, was, I mean, she wasn't even around when they were made. That's right. So, you know, I think everybody picked on Jada because he was so young and they were like, oh, well, he was innocent. He was this, he was that. But no one ever says that for a man who, I mean, even Marcus Houston, he waited for some girl um, who's now his that. wife. Yeah. yeah, like, what is she? He waited until she turned 18 and he's 36 or something. Yeah. But nobody said anything about that. No. They just, you, you see one little brief article and they keep it moving. Right. But when a woman do, does it, it's like, you know, you know, she's, oh, she's this and she's that. And, you know, but like you said, Obviously, Jada and Will had some kind. They 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 talk about their open relationship. I'm sure they just didn't want this piece of it to go out. You know, right. nobody wanted to, and you know, it was uh, excellent uh, for them to get ahead of it and you know get rid of it as fast right. as they could. But um, for the most part, like people have open relationships. And, you know, sometimes when it's open relationships, sometimes the women aren't known to go find someone else because they can be satisfied. It's just that now they know that th- their husband or their partner goes to this one specific person and they're okay with that. You know, they yeah. don't have to worry about extra people. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I find that interesting. But you know what? Um, um, I noticed that when you're younger... Like, when we were, like, teenagers, and, you know, when you think about it, we were non-monogamous when we were teenagers. You know what I'm saying? Because I know for myself, I didn't have one boyfriend. I had many boyfriends. Uh You know what I'm saying? At the same time. Uh So I would have a boyfriend in Manhattan, Uh Brooklyn, right? Queens. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in a way, we're not practicing monogamy when we date. Yeah, but did they know that there was other people? Yes. Okay, see, in your case, um, you told them. So yes. people don't tell people. Right. So, you know. And then, you know, I think another thing is the lines are blurred or 
or skewed when people talk about dating. People actually don't understand what dating is. That's why um, sometimes some of these concepts are hard. And to me, this is why you have problems in monogamous relationships because people don't know how to date. Dating is really a time when you are supposed to go out with different people. Yes. You're you're not committed to anybody. That's not your boyfriend because you haven't agreed. The idea and yeah, and the idea and concept of dating is guess what? You're supposed to learn about the person, see if you like them. Right. What happens commonly in a lot of relationships and mainly with a lot of women is once we you know, give them the what that 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 for the punani or the the whatever you want to call it. Once we give it to them, then oh, that's my husband. That's right. my man. You know, <laughs> that's my papi. My papi. You know, that's yeah. That's my daddy. My you know. Daddy. Once we give it to them, then then we're lost in the source. But we in in let's say we were only quote unquote seeing them or dating them for a month. But we, we feel like, oh, we having all this great sex and swinging from the chandeliers, you know, sucking each other's whatever and going all over the place, right? So right. we get all into that and we're more into it and we've given so much in the beginning and in, in, in trying to, to satisfy them because that's also another key too because the woman works so hard to satisfy the man and she thinks, oh, he's satisfied. He doesn't want anybody else for me. But then her bubble gets bust well, even his bubble gets busted when they go to someone else or they don't want to be with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. People don't know how to date. Dating is when you take the time and you learn a little bit about the person. See if y'all got common interests. Now, if it's, if you if you want to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, see you again, Sam, that's another story. Right. But you got to be honest with yourself. And too many times, women don't know how to date because we've never really seen what dating is. When mm-hmm. when people see, a, especially a woman, and she has, let's say she goes out with different guys, the first thing we're assuming is she's sleeping with every single guy that she's going out with. And that's not true. Because true. guys, right. guys, because they go out with women, does, don't always sleep with every single woman they go out with. That's true. You know, sometimes they take, sometimes, yes, some, they, they're going to go by whoever gives it up first. But women don't get the same leeway. So that's what I'm saying. We must define what dating is. And dating is, is, the, process, is the, the beginning of the interview process of understanding this person. That's, a, okay? that's very, I'm glad you mentioned that because even though we're talking about um, polyamorous, that's important. Because you're right. I think we forgot how to date. Because um, to me, dating is where you meet different people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you're trying to figure out, okay, this is somebody you, you might be interested in. You might not. But I remember as a teenager, mm-hmm. dating was fun. It really was more fun than it is as an adult. Um, because... You're very open to seeing more than one person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you should see more than one person before you mm-hmm. make any decision about being mm-hmm. with one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think to me, we did lose, um, we lost sight of that because really mm-hmm. 
Dating is about checking out the smorgasbord. And that doesn't mean, like you said, giving up sex. It means you get to sample different flavors of people before you make a decision, okay, I'm leaning more towards this one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what happens is, instead of encouraging that and being Mm -hmm. open with that, we get Mm -hmm. locked on one person, and that's when the friction comes because really, maybe we wasn't really to settle with that one person. Maybe we still wanted to sample the other fruit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we settle because of one or two things. We settle because we're rushing to get into a relationship because usually for women, with a lot of times with women in different races and cultures, if you don't have a partner or a man by a certain age, right. you ain't never going to get nobody. Right. So there's that ongoing pressure. Yes. So even if you do taste the small, even if you stop at, you know, you stop at the, um, you know, the, the fried chicken on, on the buffet, you think, okay, well, I, I need to be sad. And you may not be sexually satisfied with that person. You may really want to be right. with someone else. Or maybe that's not the person who you want to be, but you rushing into this relationship. Or the other thing is you get with somebody and either you you didn't have it or, you know, they just knew exactly what to do. And you you hook like a hook. You don't know what to do. And you rushed into it too, too soon. Too soon. But people, yeah. So a lot of times what happens is people rush in dating. Women rush in dating because nobody wants to be alone. And the thing is, in order to have any happy relationship, I don't care if it's polyamorous or monogamous, you have to be happy by yourself. Yes. Hey, let me clap for that. Oh, yeah. You have to be happy by yourself. Like Will Smith said it best, he's not responsible for Jada's happiness. And Jada's not responsible for his happiness. You know why? Because when they got together, they should have been happy prior to getting there. And the problem is people are not happy before they get in a relationship. They look to someone else for happiness, pleasure, and love. And all of that starts with you first. You could do any of these relationships. You know, because a polyamorous relationship could flop too. I don't care how much punani and wap and dap and all of that you get. You can get all all of that. But if you're not happy with yourself, it doesn't mean a good thing. If you're not proud of what you're doing and who you are, doesn't yes. matter. Now, check this out. I like that because mm-hmm. that was a beautiful segue um, into eight signs a monogamous relationship <laughs> is for you, right? Since okay. we talk about that, right? Okay. Yeah, that was a ooh, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, a lot of times when you start out in life, you really are a non you're non monogamous by orientation they say some people are mm-hmm. and sometimes if you try to force yourself into monogamy it's going to hurt you because really mm-hmm. that's not who you are and i think that's a lot of the problem with a lot of people that they force themselves into these roles and they're really not those roles and you know what there's nothing wrong with that. And we, and I think we, like, you know how they do body shaming? We relationship mm-hmm. shame people also. I think so. You know, because, well, well, Bob and, and Sue, uh, they're monogamous. And, and, and Jerry and, and John 
are monogamous. Okay, so what? But that's them. But if you try to be like other people, you're going to be unhappy. And it's like what you said. You have to come being happy, meaning you have to already have that, right? So I'm glad you said that because let me give you a rundown, right? Mm -hmm. Now, these are traits that could indicate a monogamous relationship isn't for you and that you would be much more happy exploring polyamorous, right? Number one, you're an extrovert who is genuinely passionate about relationships, right? Now, they say people who seem to be the most dedicated polyamorous relationships are their hobby. They do it. They think about it. They read about it all the time and they love it. They love relationships. Really? Do you realize that we sometimes could be with people that they talk about, they want a relationship, but they don't really want one. Right. Yeah. What you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that do that because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I want to be. I mean, I've, Lord knows I've dated quite a few on that. Oh, yeah, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. And then when they find out what is required to either be in a relationship, especially be in a relationship with that person, they're not willing to do the work. That's because it. a lot of people, a lot of times, the people, a lot of times, people don't know what it is to be in a relationship and what that looks like for you. See, you know, being in a relationship can look different for each person. You know, if you're if you're in one area, you know, maybe being in a relationship is y'all fighting and, and, and carrying on every day and making love all night. Okay, but maybe in another area, it's, you know, we're going to work hard, we're going to focus, we're going to, you know, get a house and, you know, travel and stuff like that. Either way, both relationships require you to understand your partner to provide that. So so if you are sitting up here and you're saying, yay, we want a big house or we want a house and we want to travel, then guess what that means? That means that y'all have to work together to save money. Yes. One can't be a spender and the other one be a saver. Okay. Right. Or that works for, that means everybody, you know, you cut back on things that you two mutually agree on stuff. Even the two that fight, fight all day and have great sex all night. Part of it is, even though they do that, they understand that that's what they do with them. Nobody else involved in that. Yeah, they may fight all day, but they're still taking care of the house. Maybe right. someone's still cooking, someone's cleaning. You know, they're you know they get to go out, but they just they just can't get along. <laughs> they right. they have issues. They have issues communicating. But guess what? They keep trying, even though they're fighting all the time. And, and that's know, the difference. And that's that's key because you know what what I think that's important. Like you you have to have some enthusiasm because mm-hmm. you know I'm not saying we don't have highs and lows. Okay, we all do. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying there has to be that energy, that enthusiasm that you want to make this work, right? Now, if mm-hmm. you are an introvert, it might be difficult for you. Now, like you said, it doesn't mean it can't work, 
But you have to be constantly talking and communicating. And if you're going to be in a polyamorous, because people like how the word sounds, but there is work, right? You laugh because it's true. There is work to be done even in a polyamorous. Don't get caught up with the name and all this robust sex, because in order for you to have an effective polyamorous relationship, you got to want to talk. And that is what comes with having a non-monogamous relationship. You have to have contact, you have to be talking, and you have to be communicating. And to go to the second point, you have to enjoy communicating. Do you realize a lot of people don't like to communicate, but they think they're communicating? Yes, yes, that, that's true. They don't know, they don't like communicating because communication wasn't something that was a priority in their household. Or they, or it wasn't done properly or no one knew how to do it and or why they should even bother to do it. Right. Because most of us, a lot of people get in their mind, it's understood. And that's another issue. It's understood when you get in a relationship, this is what you do and this is what I do. That's yeah. another reason why monogamous relationships have problems because it's always a a general understanding, but sometimes the understanding that each person has doesn't match or doesn't work out. And that's also where the pressure comes in because who always, who, why is it understood that if it's a heterosexual relationship, the woman has to cook and clean and the man go out and make the money? Maybe he wants to cook and clean and she likes going out and making right. the money. That's true. There, there's, there's a stigma placed on him because he doesn't want to go out and work. Maybe he likes taking care of the kids right. if you have kids and, and, and he maybe, likes cleaning up the house. And maybe sometimes. I like that you said that because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we get into roles and sometimes mm-hmm. roles are made to be broken because mm-hmm. you know why? We don't really fit neatly into a role. Some days mm-hmm. we're the aggressor. Some days we want to be submissive. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's all right with me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to be submissive and you be the aggressor mm-hmm. one day. A couple of days, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some days I'm the aggressor and you're submissive. Mm-hmm. But we should be able to interplay those roles. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Well, not just interplay them, but we should also be able to have them. Like yes. we should be able to do them and not feel right that we're less than. Right. Like I said, what if the man wants to cook and clean? What if he likes decorating? What if he right. that doesn't does that mean he's automatically gay? He's right. undercover gay? No, right. it shouldn't. And what if she likes going out? What if she's like does that mean she's automatically a lesbian? No. Right. Maybe that's just what they people are too quick to put labels on people to alter um or not include in a specific gender. Just because your agenda doesn't mean you can't do something else. And it doesn't mean it takes away from your gender, your sexuality, um, your femininity, or your masculinity. It does not take away from that. It's just another aspect of it. It doesn't make you less and it doesn't make you more. It just makes you you. 
But check this out. The the mm-hmm. third thing they they were saying in this article is that you're an introvert dating an extrovert, right? Now they said non-monogamy might be a great option for introverts who are psyched for more alone time and would like their partner to have more time to go play and do other things with. So meaning if you're not hung up on what your partner is doing, meaning like if you got that attitude like you want to spend more time alone and you know um, you want to have time to yourself and, and you know your, your partner likes to go out with their friends and they're fine with their pa- partners going out then it might be for you too but they said if you're the type that that the partner's absence bothers you and you're constantly thinking about what they're doing or do they have their phones on them then no it won't work there has to be right. a little openness what you think right. absolutely it has to be openness and that that's usually an issue in any relationship no matter what it is because openness requires a certain amount of trust and you gotta have faith in that person and that's why one should date so that they can look at signs that will indicate that you can't <laughs> trust that person right okay right okay. a lot of times we don't date long enough right I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, I've always had the perfect relationship. No. No. I got caught up in the stores. Oh, yeah. And then find out, nah, I should have tested the waters. (laughs) No, find out they're psycho, psycho. Right. That's that that, that psycho, psycho, you know. So, yeah, we we have to take our time. I mean, and and when I say take our time, I hate using saying take my time because people think, oh, what are you talking about, 20, 30 years? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you should just go with your eyes open and and look at what is important to you in that yep. person. And also, uh, mm-hmm. they said that the fourth point, you love to share, <laughs> right? So is sharing something you enjoy? <laughs> you seek it out, right? Um, you know, or do you prefer to have your own thing, your own plate, right? So if you belong to like, uh, if you believe you prefer to have your own thing or your own plate, that's going to make consensual non-monogamy a bit more challenging. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to affect how you do it. You know what I'm saying? So do you mm-hmm. like to share? You have to be able to share. Because when you're in a polyamorous relationship, you know, you know how we're taught as kids that we have to share. And it's only mm-hmm. until we get older we start pulling back from that and it's interesting because some of the things that they talk about in polyamory is some of the things we go through as young kids before we start forming our mind about stuff (laughs) it's it's amazing how it's similar (laughs) well usually um if you study well i don't want to go too deep into it but the, the, the behavior that you have as a child is reflective of how you'll be as an adult. There'll be slight variations based on whatever you've experienced from childhood to adulthood. Right. Whether that's trauma, um, fear, whatever is going on. But generally, like if you don't like to share when you're a little kid, you ain't sharing when you're older. 
And right. you definitely are not going to share something where you can stick your finger in like the Jello pudding pop and lick it off. You ain't sharing that. I'm sorry. That's true. Okay? Right. You're not going to share. And that's the thing, you know, with polyamorous relationships. Like I said, like you said, it's usually uh, patriarchal society. It's usually men that have it. Men, even though they want this, don't want to share when the woman decides to do it. So that's why it's very rare when you see a woman that will have multiple men like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that is rare. but yeah, it's rare because men don't want it. Men won't want to share. It's very rare. They want to share. And I mean, you, you even see that with, with men that cheat or, or men that cheat. You have your wife and you have a girlfriend, you have a side boo, but let the girlfriend or the side boo be with anybody else. They cut no off. Yeah, nah, right. nah, nah. You can't be with nobody. But wait a minute, ain't you with a wife? Like you got a wife at right. home. But you, or even if the wife cheated, they right. go crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. I mean, you got the smorgasbord, but if anyone step out on you, you get an attitude. That's right. Mm. Yes, and I remember uh, a friend of mine uh, said it, explained it best. No man wants anybody to stick his finger in his pudding. I said, but he's sticking his finger in everybody else's pudding. That's not the point. Well, that's my pudding. Don't stick. That's it. right. Don't touch my Jello pudding. You know what I'm saying? My Jello pudding pop. Right. Pudding pops. <laughs> you know, like Bill Cosby exactly. used to say. Right. But you exactly. know that that's that's deep. You said that because the fifth point talks about. You welcome challenging emotions, right? So if you're, polyamory could bring about feelings of insecurity and feelings of jealousy and feelings, right? Absolutely. Are they going to like this person better, you know? So how do you, you know, how do you deal with challenging emotions? Are you someone who is going to face themselves and be honest and are you willing to have relationships with other people, but also work on your own relationship with your partner? See, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you got, you, it's like, how do you deal with those emotions? Well, how do you deal with those emotions? But that's a lot of work. That's why, you know, I can't, I mean, it's, it's very rare to me. You would see someone who is, you know, who runs multiple businesses, who has, polyamorous relationships like that especially when it's an emotional piece now if it's just a physical piece meaning that you know he got six wives and or you know the wives sit home and that's what they're supposed to do but if it's if you're trying to get in the motions and and really making that work then i can't picture you doing it because that's a lot of work into it and you you got to uncover and work with the insecurities so to me, if you go into a polyamorous relationship, either you're going to have to get some pre-therapy to prepare you and, and get you emotionally set for it, or you're going to have to have therapy with that person so you can deal with those issues, like you said, of insecurity and jealousy. I mean, it's, it's no different than if you're having a threesome or if you're at a sex club. If you see your partner 
you know, um, given or receiving from someone else, that is, and it's your first time seeing it, that is probably a very hard pill to swallow, especially if they look like they enjoyed it more than when they did it with you. Maybe well, so. maybe that's what your mind tells you. Right. But <laughs> you know, but that's important because, you know, if you're going to be in this type of relationship, you can't, the sixth point is saying you don't let jealous thoughts and feelings consume you. You know, um, you sh- you have to be willing to learn how to deal with your jealousy, because really it is a test to see how you welcome emo- your challenging emotion and how you deal with jealousy. You know what I'm right. saying? Because it's a skill. It really is a skill, a skill how to manage your emotions. Yes, but it is also remember it could also be how you have it set up. Yeah, if you That's if you right. have it set Very up good. where you have one person. You that person knows that you see other people. They're like, okay, fine. That that never enters this house. That, like, remember, you can be in a polyamorous, you can be in polyamorous relationship or relationship, but they don't have to live with you. That's not that's not mandatory. Yeah, can, you can still have Christmases at that person's go to that. You you know, you just be like Santa Claus. You go from one house to one house, giving out gifts and then coming back home. But that would be a main part, and that could help one person deal with that because they may they may find themselves. I'm not that sexual. I don't want to have sex like that with you. So go ahead and have somebody else. It's okay. And then you know, the wife or the girlfriend may call them up. Oh, there's so and so over there. Could you send them home? And vice versa. It could be a woman the same thing. Oh, is you know, um, is Carol there? Could you tell her to come home because the kids need her or whatever? You know. Yeah. How you set it up? Yeah, because um, you know, and it is how you set it set it up. And also, you can't. The seventh point says you aren't bothered by the thought of your partner being with someone else. Now, you know, you can see you you. This is not good for you <laughs> if you only see yourself with somebody but not your partner. That's not. It's not. That's not going to work. Okay, and a lot. And that's why people cheat. Because they want the freedom, but they can't imagine sharing their partner. Right. That's exactly why people cheat. They don't definitely want to share. They want to keep all the goodies for themselves. And they don't, you know, even if the, the, the other person does know, they still don't want to put it in their face because they can't. They also, the article should also say, they probably can't deal with the fact or the idea of the other person deciding that, hey, you know what? Since you're doing it, I'm going to go do it now. Right. Yeah. That becomes a problem, too. Right. So, you know, and and for you to be in this type of relationship, you have to, you know, you believe that the relationship involves multiple partners because it that's how it works. If you, you know, if you are in a monogamous relationship, and the idea of non-monogamy sounds tempting, then you need to think about whether it's the structure of monogamy that's upsetting you or this mm-hmm. partic- or this particular type of relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like you said, the structure. How is this set up? Really, how is your relationship set up? Period. How do you feel mm-hmm. about your current person not being there? Do you feel relief or you feel sadness, right? 
Mm-hmm. Right? So, right. So it's like you, you got to think about you got to think about that. It involves multiple partners. And even if you're not currently in a relationship, take some time to think about your ideal partner. The ideal partner, but also what do you want from a relationship? Right. Because polygamy, or I mean, sorry, polyamorous relationships or monogamous relationships can work for you depending on what you want and what you're looking for. Right. That's the key. Right. You have to think about that. You got to think about even your future partner. How do you Mm -hmm. feel about sharing them with Mm -hmm. someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people, like I said, they like the way it sounds and, ooh, I'm going to get all this sex. But that's not really what it's about. Because if you're going to be in that type of relationship, you have to be honest. And you have to be mm-hmm. open. You can't keep secrets. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, polyamorous is not for everybody. It really isn't. No, it really isn't it's for not everybody. Right. And if it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, then don't do it. Yeah. But you have to think about it, you know. You have to really think about it. And also, like I said, the most important part is what you are looking for from the relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. But I do... You know, I had to... this had to make me think a little bit, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because really it does make you rethink about dating. You may not do polyamory, but think about it. When you're dating, you really are not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that's true. and you have to think a little bit more about, you know what? I like this person, but you know what? I, I, I would like to date somebody else also. You know, and I think we lost sight of that. And I think there's so much tension. And I'm like, you're just dating. Why is there all this tension? You act like <laughs> the person you're dating is going to be the one you're going to be with forever. And that's not what dating is about. Well, that's why I said when people have sex or they're hot and horny or whatever and that's why you know the old uh saying that they would say to a lot of women especially women don't have sex you know hold out don't have sex right away because we are more prone to get emotionally connected so that's what i'm saying if you wind up doing all these sexual things um for and to a person then that's where the problem's going to come in because you're going to be like, oh, well, I gave it my best and he, 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 he's my man. But then when he's like, no, we ain't together like that, it's, it's done. Like, yo, I'm, I'm talking to my wife or my girlfriend. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be emotional. Yeah. So that's why it's very important to know what you want, yes. what you're looking for, and to date understand what dating is and that will help you it's easier to date when you tell people you are dating and you explain to them what dating means because I think nowadays you got to tell people what the hell dating means because dating they think dating includes sex and it does not necessarily have to do that so but we have come closing time <laughs> alright well professor 
Please yes. tell people how they can reach you. You can reach me as the professor at love, sex, and relationships.com. Just send me an email. There. That's What's it. the email address? The professor at love, sex, and relationships.com. That's the email address. Okay. And mm-hmm. and what about your website, uh, the sex toys? Well, you can look at the sex toys. You can buy some sex toys and, and, and play with yourself before you get somebody else, you know, because you need to love yourself first. It's www.pearlsablack.com. That's right. So make sure y'all go to her website and check out check the lovely out. products and novelty items and lingerie. Right, Professor? And absolutely, honey. We do do gift baskets. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and make sure that you catch Love, Sex, and Relationships right here on the Ebola Soul, a mixed stew of soul music radio network on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, right after the heavy storm, quiet storm. Okay? And definitely check me out, Professor T. Love. Of Ebola Soul, a mixed stew of soul music. Make sure you hit me up at EbolaSoul at gmail.com. Make sure you catch up with the radio podcast at www.ebolaofsoul.com. And also, you'll be able to hear a repeat broadcast of Love, Sex, and Relationships also on Fridays at 1.15 a.m. Woof! On the Ebola Soul, a mixed stew of Soul Music Radio Network on Live 365. So we are going to bid you goodbye until the next time. So we are going to say goodnight. Goodnight. And you have a great weekend and stay locked to love, sex, and relationships. Relationships. Good night. Good night.